You're getting engaged. I threw up. I saw the ring and I threw up. That's not normal. That's my reaction to marriage. What did the ring look like? Well, that's the other thing. The ring was not good. What do you mean? It was a pear-shaped diamond oh. with a gold band. Oh, ick! Ugh, no wonder you threw up. It's just not me. You wear gold jewelry? Yeah, like ghetto gold for fun. But this is my engagement ring. I helped pick the ring. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Mirandas. We have season four, episode 12. I'm in like peak cozy mode. Yes. I'm like in bed. I basically have my mic strapped to my, the pole of my bed. <laughs> I'm just, I'm getting cozy. I have so my, little- my uh, matching mic stand to also clip to a chair. Uh, <laughs> clip to a chair. Your mic is completely in your face. So I'm only seeing oh, part sorry. of it. It's, it's a little mysterious. That's okay. Um, so yeah, we have a great episode tonight. I mean, we're in the middle of season four and season four is just so good. When I was watching the episode and I was on HBO Max and I was looking at little tiles, I totally like it feels like forever ago that we did the real me episode where she's like on the runway. Like, the, yes. is that even season four? Like, that is season, that's is the beginning it of season even four. Season four? <laughs> <laughs> We're living in an alternate reality. So, um, this episode, we have Just Say Yes. Okay. And there, um, <laughs> Kelly, please. So just say yes. And there's a lot of plot development in this episode. Again, the girls, like they're going places, things to do, people to do and see and lots going on. Can I just give you a cold read? Love cold read. <laughs> just one sentence. Do people still say Mandarin baby? <laughs> <laughs> Do people still say ghetto gold? <laughs> I mean, <there's, laughs> I mean, we've got a couple of ancient scrolls in this episode, and I don't actually know if we should call those ancient scrolls, but really just offensive things that people that these characters Does say. Has anyone ever said Mandarin baby? I just thought that was such a strange way to refer to a baby. Like coming I, from an adoption center in China. <laughs> like what? Mandarin baby. What is a Mandarin baby? Um, Are you good? Oh my God. No, this is so crazy. Literally, I typed in Mandarin baby and it, it's the first thing is baby Mandarin orange is a variety of the Mandarin orange found in Southern. So like, no, this is <laughs> no. Most of the things that are happening are about a, a, a uh, the orange, an or a small, small orange. <laughs> so no, this is not a term that people use. It's, it's very citrus. strange. Okay, it refers to to citrus, <laughs> and but and also Mandarin is a language. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it would be like saying like I want a like I guess what what, what was the equ- equivalent? I want a little. German baby or a little German. Yeah, a like I'm, it's it's a language. Oh, I want to. Um, I'm trying to think of a, well, like there's like French, like a <laughs> no, like a. We're, I, I want a little. I now I'm oh now I'm blanking. <laughs> yeah, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. I want a little like 
Portuguese, but I guess they're from Portugal. Hieroglyphic God. baby? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want a little like Arabic baby. That would be what it is. <laughs> or like a little Farsi baby, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's weird. Or a little Urdu baby or something. You know, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I think like it's it's weird. And I, but at one point I was like, wait, I why would they put this in the show? Because like, there, was that in 2001 something acceptable? I hope not. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's kind of hard to say with Sex in the City ever really, but um, yeah. The, yeah. It, yeah. This I, I don't know about that I'm one. Gonna, I'm going to go off the bat. This wasn't my favorite episode. Interesting. Okay, damn it. I shouldn't have started that way. No. I, I I know. I, I Well, you know what? Listeners let's, keep listening. Let's chat. We're going to have a lively convo either way. I think let's chat and let's find the good in it. <laughs> okay. Freaking <laughs> let me lead let's, full. <laughs> let me lead you to a, a solid 4.5 rating. Okay. Okay. So quick it. summary. So the girls are up to, um, are like kind of very deep into their relationships in this episode and different points of their life. Carrie finds a ring in Aiden's bag. And this is after they've had a discussion about her building going co-op and him suggesting that they move in together. So Carrie has like major life decisions on the docket. You've got potential proposal and potentially moving in together. Throughout the episode, she's grappling with these decisions and her kind of overwhelming doubt and then her anxiety about the doubt of the relationship. So it's not just the doubt, but it's her questioning what the doubt means about her relationship. Yeah. So Miranda in this episode is pregnant still and she tells Steve and she um, is not really wanting Steve to like Mm. be fully in the picture, but then eventually comes around saying like, hey, you know, I know Steve isn't right for me, but it's the right thing for the baby for him to be Mm -hmm. in the picture. And he has this like. A really hilarious, like fake, pr- fake proposal at the end. Yeah. Um. Charlotte's episode is knee deep in the her fertility treatments. She and Trey are really in the thick of, um, uh, uh, in the process of like in vitro. Which I'm not sure if I'm fully explaining this correctly, but she's getting the shots. He's there. She's getting hormones to I think produce eggs for them to then um. Whatever we 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 like basically showed our colors last time that we don't know a lot about Which, this. I believe this is the same process you go through if you're gonna get if you're gonna freeze your eggs as well, right? Yes, I think it's there. You're shooting yourself up with hormones to produce more eggs. So there's a greater chance of a re- of, of 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 releasing eggs during ovulation, and then also for them if they're going to like actually implant and like take an egg and then take a sperm to like do the in vitro. Anyway, so um, but. Uh, you know, Charlotte's super hopeful about um, having a baby with Trey, but she's also realistic. And she then has that quote that that Gilly said, which is, I put us on the on the list for a Mandarin baby. <laughs> so she's also considering adoption, yes. um, which to both Trey and Bunny's dismay. This mm-hmm. leads to a bunch of conflict between Charlotte, Trey and Trey's family. And it ends up having a really sad, a sad ending to this this episode for them. <sighs> it's a bummer. Um, yeah, Samantha in this episode is 
really getting flirty with Richard. Their relationship is steaming up and she is doing the exact opposite of settling down with a baby, potentially having a baby and getting married and moving in. And she is flying off to Rio and having sex in an airplane and just living her like great single life. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I, I, I liked this episode, Gil. I, oh, I gotta say well, it. Okay. Well, okay. You, you heard it here first listeners. Um, I have to say that I actually thought you were going to say that Samantha did the exact opposite where she like ended up sleeping with her boss. Like, you know, cause he gave her so much shit for being like a woman in the workplace. And like, I just thought, I don't know, Samantha, like, why are you having sex with him? I know, but that was two episodes ago and the timeline of sex in the city. That's as if that's never happened. Yeah, they've been working together all the time, I guess. But but I think and like we can just quickly touch on this plot point first. That was just the tension building. Like there was no real like political or social statement. That was all foreplay for them. Like there's nothing about about like there's nothing about how he treated her that she's then holding over him. It's just like, ooh, now you're titillating and you're kind of you there's some friction here and you even see that with how he treats her when she goes to like show the like work brief or the PR or something and he's so rude he's so dismissive but then he just kind of like teases her with um, a little ounce of chemistry and compatibility that he doesn't want to get married or have kids and as he says why have a wife if you can have a life <laughs> which needs to be like on a shirt or something <laughs> Dakota just smiled at that um and then, and then, you know, it's, it's interesting because she's really um, enthralled by that. And and he's kind of, you know, teasing her with the other fantasy in life, which is just like hedonistic and completely indulgent in your desires. And she's into it. And you see her eyes flicker. And, you know, the last scene with them, they're having sex in an airplane to Rio. I think he is. I guess so, go Samantha. Richard is so gross. He looks like a little wet rat. I don't. <laughs> you know what? He looks poreless. And I think that poreless look on men is just poreless? not attractive. Like, yeah, he, he looks no his pores. Like his skin, his too skin taut. looks. It's too taut. It's too dewy. <laughs> um, it's like now when men get filler or Botox, like, I'm sorry, but like you can't. And it doesn't look good. And it's no, true. I don't know. I, it's true. I don't really. Know what it is, but like I think that it's. I mean, filler is so noticeable on pretty much anyone who gets it. But like, <laughs> when it comes to like a man getting filler, you're like, I don't think you Here's should the look thing. this supple. So you know what? And I, I've, I've, I'm like so fascinated by filler, Botox, and just that whole mm. culture. I don't have any filler. I don't plan on getting it, and I'm mm-hmm. not against it. I just think it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. I um, think it's a slippery ass slope. Slippery slope. I think Botox is, is a slippery soap. And I just went to get it, and she was like, "No, I don't think you need it there. Don't do it." I like those little lines on your eyes, and I was like, "I love that you said that." Oh, that's really nice but, of her because I got Botox last week. <laughs> last week, I live a. a I live across the street from my like cracked in Botox place that I love to go to. Ancient scroll, Gilly. (laughs) Oh, can I not say cracked in anymore? Sorry. (laughs) I don't think so. Okay, keep going. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I think he- Heather once made these cookies. They're so good. And she called them crack cookies. And somebody like called her out. And she's like, come on. They're really good cookies. 
<laughs> and I just think that's where the left just loses me. You know, I'm like, they are delicious. They're addictive, too. <laughs> OK, so I went anyway, to so you're across from the Botox, Botox place. place and like um, I went and luckily the lady was like, I was like, I think I should do more units this time. And she was like, no, I think you're good. You don't need any more. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Like, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate that you're not trying to make me look frozen. But however, um, also like, yeah, do your thing. If you don't even want to Botox, don't even listen to me and Sarah right now. Yeah, no, no. I don't yeah. want to participate. And we were having this <laughs> a, a, a conversation about this. Like, like, am I perpetuating ageism amongst women? Like, am I, am I pri- yes. prioritizing the individual over the group? And, and yes. I am in a lot of ways. And so, like, I, I, I'm able to, like, look at my choices and evaluate them. And I think there was some podcast M- R- Emily Radishkowski Emrata put out about, like, is getting plastic surgery a feminist choice? And her kind of mm. stance is that, like, well, any choice that I make is feminist because I'm choosing it. And I was like, yeah, but you're participating in the, like, the, like, system that highly values women's looks over anything. Yeah, that's... Regardless. Yeah. But here, I think we all can agree it's not for men. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I do so, get... I don't know. I, th- I feel like we're you wanna, a good you tangent chat about right it? there. Yeah, because... And I know we've talked about this before. I... I hate blanket statements like that. It's it's such a, an enormous umbrella that it might as well be like an Astrodome. Like how... Like... Just being able to wow is that's so sad that just because a woman can make a fucking choice like look at what's happening in Iran right now oh just because I can make a choice to like pick my nose that means I'm a feminist like that's like so I don't know I just feel like that's not that I, yeah I, what I, 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 so I think general her, the, the 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 discussion is around you know can you as an individual make a choice about your appearance because it makes you feel better it so you are a woman with agency and because you're making a choice for yourself that is like just it's like choice feminism like okay because i'm making a choice that's inherently feminine like a feminist thing i think i might be missing part of her argument um but i i think it's it's kind of a cop out at times because you're saying, well, anything I do can be under the veil of feminism because I'm choosing it yeah. because I'm aware of it. Like, like kind of like I'm open about it and I'm aware of it. So I'm like above it and I'm aware of all the systems and structures that are keeping me down, but I'm still choosing it. And I'm and choosing, I think that, yeah. for example, I could be someone that's like, I'm choosing to be pro-life and that is a feminist choice because I made it. Like, I just feel like that's the same, like, freaking structure. Yeah, it is. But I, I think particularly through the lens of plastic surgery, you know, there's always going to be, like, deeply rooted misogynistic and patriarchal, um, like, at its core. And because it, what it's 
looking at when you look at things like Botox and filler is that it is inherently ageist because Mm -hmm. you're basically saying like, okay, the lines on my face make me look older. Mm -hmm. I want to stop that. Mm -hmm. I want to look younger because I am valued more as a woman when I look younger and I'm more fuckable to men. I have more capital if if I look younger. I have more capital. I have more value. I'm I'm, I'm seen more. And, And even if this isn't conscious, even if it's like subconscious, like if you're aware of that and you continue to do it, are you contributing to a the cycle and and maybe like I, I'm sure like 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 I think I was sitting with some friends and I noticed that I was like oh my god your skin looks so nice and she's like oh I got Botox and I was like god your just your skin looks great like when you Botox is done great yeah. well people's skin just looks nice yeah and yeah. then I I remember I'm kind of forgetting who it was. And I think they said something like, oh, like, I'm wondering if I should get it, too. And I was like, fuck, like, I know I, I don't want to be know, that know, person who's then like, you know, because it's not like, you know, I don't drink. And then I, I remember one person after I told them they now, like two months later, after I told them they don't drink either. And I was like, wow, what a positive change. Like, yeah. I told some of this and they revalued your life. And I, I don't know if I want to be somebody who's like, go get Botox. No, but also, I realized like, I got it after a friend got it because I thought she looked beautiful. Yeah. And I got it after you got it. <laughs> you got it after I got it. So, right. And and then I, I think like, but, I, and then it was the other day when I got it and I looked in the mirror and, and, I, and I thought like, well, there I am. Like, there's the face I've been missing. And I didn't like how I looked without it. And I know that's really sad. But now, and my doctor even said, he's like, once you start, you're not going to want to stop. It's true. It's true. It's funny, though, because, like, I feel exactly the same way. Like, I feel like I need to cool it a little bit. Because I found, like, in L.A., it's really cheap because it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, like, with a friend. I'm like, come down to L.A., I'll get you. I got got a place for you. I'll I'll take it to my place. It's across the street from my apartment. (laughs) And then I'm like, I need to like cool it a little bit because like, I don't want to be telling people they want to do it, that that they need to do it, that they should do it. It's more of like me just mentioning it to people who were already curious, you know, but which I still don't think is like the best Uh, thing to do. But I also tell people to wear sunscreen and ask, hey, do you want me to bring some sunscreen with me when we head out? Like, do you want to put on some of my sunscreen in my bathroom? And that feels like kind of the same to me because it's both. It's the same thing. Preventing, preventing aging. But th- but that's where it is. Why are we preventing aging? There's sunscreen for the health of it. For me, look at my skin, your skin. There's like, you know, the prevention of skin cancer. But things that say anti-aging, why are we so terrified of aging? What about this? Like, there's a part of, like, there's a lot of women who are like, like, I'm proud to get older. I am proud to have lines on my face. Like, it is okay for my 20 year and 25 year old face to not be what I look like when I'm 45. Like that's not supposed to be the case. And I think this like holding on to youthfulness can be toxic because then it it, it really invalidates older women who, who look older because how lucky are we that we've aged? Yeah. And, but I understand the complexity of this because I want to look pretty 
I and I Young. now think yeah. that pretty means my, I have smooth skin. I look taut. lifted. I look rejuvenated. Taut. <laughs> I look like, like all these things. <laughs> right. And yeah. Back to Richard. Right. And like and, and also I know that I know a ton of men, not personally, but I'm sure online <laughs> who get it done because they also have fucking insecurities about how they look and they want to be seen appealing. And like I, I I'm I'm always going to question systems that are perpetuating superficial aspects of like of of humanity which is like how we look but it does have an importance of how we feel but i it's just like i, I gilly I, i've been yeah it's circling it's, this train for a couple <laughs> weeks now me too and it's it's weird because i for me like my brain has rationalized why i get get botox because before when it I thought it was way more expensive because I had it in my masseters like a couple years ago because I like a bad TMJ and it really helped. And it was way more expensive to get it done. And like my health insurance picked up some of it. And so I was like, I don't know if I want to get Botox. But when I heard how cheap it was here, I was like, fuck aging naturally. Like why like yeah. go to Whole Foods or Sephora and buy all this expensive ass like topical creams if i can just do this you know i don't know no it, it truly is and, and like also look at the beauty industry as a whole like it you're not really doing shit like you're yeah. like you know you're you're moisturizing your skin there are some things that work but like no i don't think there's really any beauty products out there that can be marketed to you that's going to do what botox can do exactly um, and you don't get so, headaches which is also really cool right i mean and also here's the thing <laughs> I can also do it, be aware of the social repercussions of participating in and still continue to do it and not feel this like overwhelming guilt that I'm somehow, you know, some cog in the patriarchy machine. We're not politicians. I feel like we don't need to like, like, you know, show them your receipts. Like we don't need to let, I personally don't feel like I need to like be so like I again I think back to kind of what Emirata was saying yeah I'm still a feminist and I have Botox like I, I made that choice but I think I think for me again this is kind of how I legislate plastic surgery is like I look at it and I'm like it, if you start doing things that are really completely unnatural then I, I don't I that's where I, I again it's, not good. it's a slippery slope and everybody has seen those faces that are overtoxed and overfilled and they look like aliens and even like when I was looking in the mirror today and I realized like trying to move my eyebrows and like I really can't like and and so part of my I have an in- incredibly expressive face and part of that is gone yeah so well, that's like I, I have to kind of wonder, like, what am I losing that of not being as expressive as a teacher? I'm super yeah. expressive, um, you know, and I even watching this show and I it was one of the first things I noticed. Mm. Sarah Jessica Parker is incredibly expressive. All the oh women on the gosh. show are. And you're, you're like back to and, the show. <laughs> oh, always. And C- Kristen yeah. Davis is super expressive. And I'm looking at Kristen Davis's face. And again, this is not a criticism of her because the pressures in Hollywood must be so intense. But like in and just like that, she's it, it's it's different. Yeah. And I I like seeing Sarah Jessica Parker's face move. Yeah, me too. And I like, it's so like, 
they all it, have such good fit. Yeah, you're such such you, a good you do. point. And, yeah. And so and so much of our humanity is through our face and our eye contact and our smile and how we move our eyebrows and question. And so I think like, yeah, I'll continue to get a little bit, but I'm very aware of how addictive it can be and what it takes. I don't th- it, it's I think anything like this there's a given and take yeah. and I think just do things, be aware of them and be cautious and when they offer you filler, maybe just say no or do a little I mean, I don't know, I guess do what's right for you, but it's like why I said no to hair extensions. I was like, yeah, yeah bitch, I know I'll look better with them. Of course I will. But the problem is not, that then though, at the same time. maybe not, but I also think that then that just it just shifts the happiness target. And so I'm I'm I don't know. But I mean, back back to the show. <laughs> how, Richard, how Richard Richard was the <laughs> one who got us on our Botox conversation. Um, but he anyway. OK, which one should we get into first? I think we've got to jump into Sarah Jessica. Um, Sarah Me too. Parker, I, think, I, I think. Yeah, Carrie. Oh, oh, what was that? What? That smile. I don't think you want to know. Oh, I bet I can handle it. Are you sure? What the hell? I think he wants to marry me. You think or you know? I know, actually. And you've discussed it? No, I... It's just a... It's just the kind of thing you know. Not gonna happen. Let's not talk about it. He's not the guy for you. He might be the guy for me. I'm just not ready yet. You're never going to be ready, baby. You're not the marrying kind. And you, I guess, are? <laughs> so what does that tell us? Nobody knows shit. Yeah. In any case, I'm not taking relationship advice from you. First thing, yeah. moving. I do yeah. not think. Let me ask you first. Oh, I love Would that. you? Would you get engaged to someone that you hadn't lived with first? No. Absolutely not. No hesitation there. Absolutely not. Putting it on the gram. I'm going to ask. I also, here's the thing. I also know that I'm like very particular as a person and like I need to know if I jive with that, the person who like, you know, I, I could like I'm in love with. And like, as I've seen in the past two years, um, it didn't work out. (laughs) It didn't work out. I am. You're like, I am living proof. You got to see living proof. I'm living single. I, it just, there, there were so many things that didn't work out about it. One was just straight up lifestyle i'm like a neat freak who like literally has a panic attack if i can't find something and like i was living with like the tasmanian devil and so like everything was kind of everywhere and then like different hours of going to sleep like i also like um you know my ex-partner was also like tossed and turned a lot in the bed and that was really really hard to sleep with and yeah you know how my mom describes it gilly is that she's like your life is made up of just like random Tuesdays. So like, you know, your life on a random Tuesday yeah. that you go, see, oh, you do some grocery shopping yeah. and like you go to bed, you watch a little TV. And so like, if the person you're with, like that shit's not good, then like you can't, you, like the person yeah. who like is great on vacation or great for a night out, like that's wonderful. But if yeah. you're not good on just like a random Tuesday living together, yes. that's really hard yes. because your life is kind of just like, 
routine daily tasks, like tasks of daily living. And those are really important. And especially for you, right? Like that, and especially for me too, Mm -hmm. in which like there's like your home is like your safe Mm -hmm. even. It is a place in which you should be able to exact control over the elements. And you got to have somebody elements, the the elements of life, you know, (laughs) and like Dakota is super respectful over my need for space. Like I told him once I said, Dakota, like, you know, it really hurts my heart like when the blankets are all messy and the apartment's messy. And so now like I get home and like the blankets are made on the sofa, like things are put away because like it killed me. It kills me to be in a messy space. Oh my gosh. That reminds me so much of like folding pit, like like blankets and pillows every morning and just being in a huff. And that's why like living at home was so hard for me. I mean, working at home was so hard for me because I just felt like I was doing chores every morning before. Right. Yeah. And and then it, because you like, and but I grew up in a house where my, my mom did all of that work and like having the house look a certain way was super important. It said a lot about like our family and ourselves and like whatever. And and so I've definitely taken on those tasks and I, and I've had to learn how to like let some shit go. Yeah. And you know, and it's also like I operate and like when it's my mess, it's OK. But if it's someone else's, it's unacceptable. And so I yeah. know I need to really address that. And then I but think, I think there it is like a huge, sorry to interrupt, but there's a huge, huge component, which for me, I is just so deep for me is the division of labor between like men and women in the home is not equal. And no. And I. And it might not be equal. What generally you hope is that it's what you hope is that it's at least fair. Yeah. And I think we're at a point now where men and women can choose the tasks they're good at. But yeah. by God, it better be fair. So yeah. I am not that great at cooking and I don't like cooking and yeah. it doesn't bring me joy. Yeah. It brings Dakota so much Love that. joy. So guess what? He does majority of the cooking. I've had a Dakota meal or two. It's a fantastic. It's, he's really good cook. I'm much better at tidying up, putting things away and keeping shit organized and clean. Mm-hmm. So it's unfair to like, I don't think everything should be split equally, but I do think there should be a fair division of the like physical labor within a home. Yeah. And I think a lot of couples are missing that. And I, and you look at older couples, like from different generations Oof. and it was completely lopsided. Whereas now my mom says, she's like, I look at, you know, my sister and my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. Dakota and I, my brother and his ex, like there was a lot of much more fairness. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's shifting in how mm-hmm. men are raised and the expectations, but. Um, Not to mention yeah. more companies are starting to do like, um, paternity leave which is amazing because it like it's not just a woman's responsibility to raise a baby it's like you know to take care of a baby (laughs) yeah i think we're you know really valuing men in the home as parents as caregivers as providers and whatnot and i you know it's um i it, it was so interesting in this episode with Carrie's hesitation before Aiden moving in because, yeah, you better fucking have some hesitation. That's a big step. Yeah. That's a huge thing to have somebody come into your but space. But I feel like, actually, I feel like 
What do you think Aiden would be like to live with? I feel like he would be the oh. one doing all the domestic things. <laughs> well, it's certainly not her. Yeah. My God, he's great with his hands. He yeah. clearly likes to build and create and nest. Like he'd be a lovely partner in the home. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've never seen her cook. I've seen him cook a couple times in her place. <laughs> but he does, like Carrie, yeah. you know, you'd, you, you'd be so lucky. <laughs> like, I know. But I I do think that moving in with somebody is a huge step. I think it's actually one of the probably probably before even getting married, because I think if you've been with someone for so long, marriage is just a piece of paper. It's really doesn't significantly change the dynamic. Yeah. Moving in changes the dynamic. I do think it is a bit. Much of him, Aiden, to spring on not only do I want to like buy this apartment and the unit next door and like buy a ring for her like I think oh that too much I will court last yeah I don't know if that's yeah good on his part. okay here's my question for you okay well I'll I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my opinion let me cold read cold read him getting a read without them talking about getting married nope Bad, insane bad, that bad, bad, bad no not acceptable and here's the thing here's the thing i did not know until recently <laughs> okay i feel stupid saying this i did not know until recently that people like picked out their engagement rings because like over the past like 10 years let's say on social media i've seen people being like oh my god he proposed <laughs> <laughs> And and I'm like, and I always wonder, how did he know what size her finger was? And I'm so happy he made the right ring choice. And why are her nails like so nice in the photo? And like it's Gilly, it's all orchestrated, and there's major behind the scenes details missing from like any sort of social media post about getting proposed to it's 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 all like filtered yeah and I never I never knew I just thought oh my god that's yeah because I personally like love surprises and I'm just I love just being surprised and so I like those I was always so like titillated when the like seeing those oh my god oh my gosh, this is exciting for me. And I think there are, and this, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a poll about this. Like, I think there are, (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I always forget. (laughs) I, I think there are groups of women who are like, nope, I'm picking out the ring. I am part of this process. I have to wear this. Like, yep, I'm part of this. Then there's other women who are, it's like, nah, I'm going to kind of give him like an idea. Maybe like a friend will help him out and like, he'll surprise me. Not me. I'll tell you this no. much. We looked for months and yeah, months and should. like we were, we were sending things back. Like I'm super, if you know me, I'm so fucking picky about things. But not even and that. I, it's so expensive. Would you buy a freaking nice, like, you know, appliance from your home without like looking at the reviews? Like, no. Yeah. Like I know like, okay, like in getting engaged. Yes. It's just like beautiful next step, but it's also a piece of jewelry too. Yeah. And, and, and guess what? Like I'm not going to put anything on my hand and just be thankful that someone picked it out. I'm just yeah. not the kind of person. I really wanted something that was like an antique. This, the ring that I have is from like 1890. It's from this like, 
you know, uh, antique store in Florence. Like, it's beautiful. And I love yeah. it. And and the fact of the matter is, like, he put, he knew that that was important to, yeah. me, to be part of the process. And maybe that wasn't his dream. I think for a lot of men, they do have, like, I don't know. Maybe what I don't know what men think about it. Maybe they dream about the surprise and having it be that they pick it out. But I know most women, like a lot of my friends, like they picked out or helped pick out the ring. I know someone who proposed with like a plastic kind of like ring that came out of a bubble, like from a coin machine. And it was like a real proposal, but it was like so that we like go and get a ring. So there, that could be a good in-between if you do want to yeah. surprise somebody. But I also don't think you should be surprising somebody with, like, a marriage contract. Asking for their hand in marriage. Yeah, that's where I yeah. think, like, before there is a proposal, there are many discussions about getting married. And even we see in this show, even before the engagement, Aiden's offering to, like, buy Carrie's apartment and, like, and the apartment next door. And Carrie's like, you have the money. Like, they clearly haven't even talked about, like, their Basic finances. Yeah, basic finances. Yeah. Also, major Carrie tracker that she, and also so indicative of her priorities in this episode, after they have the financial discussion, you know, about, like, the, the, not really the financial discussion, but, like, buying the apartment and whatnot. You know, he pays for dinner. And then you see, and this bitch has three bags, one from Anola Blahnik. Like, she does not give a fuck. Do you want to marry this person? Like, like Aiden, like run. Oh my God. Okay. So we've talked about the whole living and the engagement part of we it. We got to talk about the ring now. We got to talk about, well, part about the ring, you know, the ring was hideous. Do you think but the ring was hideous? I, I do. I think it <laughs> definitely has like an art deco kind of like brassy too thing going looking, on. Too much flair. I, I'm a classic solitaire gal. I like something kind of classic-y, cla- more but don't classic. But do you have a pear-shaped diamond on your finger? No, I have an oval. Oh, an oval shape. Okay. So, yeah, I have, but I do have a gold band, and I was kind of like, what's, why? I what's love a gold, gold band. What's wrong I have a, with a pear Gold band and shape. silver prongs. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I think that, I, yeah, and I, and I Maybe it was funny when the, when the girls were at brunch, and then Miranda's like, I thought you liked gold. And Carrie's like, you know, like ghetto gold. Like, oh, <laughs> Carrie. I've seen Carrie, that meme. Carrie, Carrie. We got to find that meme. Where, like, yeah. People share that um, now. And I thought it was so funny that Miranda was the one who helped pick out the ring. Oh, my God. That was like on the same level as Miranda, like, like her boss thinking that she was a lesbian. I don't know why it was like, like, why do they always like. It's on the same level of Miranda being totally misread. Oh, yeah. The same level of Miranda, like, you know, flashing her boob at like, you know, someone across the street and clearly they weren't attracted to her. Just, yeah. And I I, I thought that was funny. And I also love at the end that Samantha helped Aiden out and he she kind of like, you know, and took what Carrie said. And even though she really wants Carrie to stay single selfishly because she's Samantha doesn't really believe in marriage as like a life choice. Yeah. Um, she helped Aiden out. And I thought it was so cute that she's like, I love how at the end when, you know, Carrie eventually, and we're skipping forward, you know, Carrie does say yes to Aiden's proposal. And then she was so nervous to tell Samantha. 
And then Samantha, she's like, I have something to tell you. And Samantha's like, Aiden broke up with you. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was so great how Samantha responded. And then she was a super, God, Samantha is just too good to carry. I know. Just too know. fucking good. Whenever I see Samantha and Carrie on screen, I'm always seeing Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker and being like, damn, you guys are good actresses. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. are pulling off the best friends thing. I mean, pretty, they all are well. great. They all are great actresses. I love, I even, yeah, I love Charlotte in the, this episode too. Do we want to go? I guess we kind of talked about the fertility. Do we want to go a little bit more? I love how we're like, it's going to be a 35 minute episode. And now <laughs> yeah. it's going to be like, let's just get into it. So it's such a beautiful ring. Really? Yeah. I had a different one. Then I changed my mind. This one seemed more like you. I love you, Carrie. There's no one I could love more. I want to live my life with you. What do you think? Maybe there are no right moments, right guys, right answers. Maybe you just have to say what's in your heart. Yes. Okay, so quick wrap up on the Carrie and Aiden. Mm-hmm. Something that I did find super relatable. And like, you know, this is something my my therapist would have had like a field day with Carrie in this episode. You know, my therapist basically says, you know, like life is full of uncertainty and doubt. Like it's guaranteed that you're going to have uncertainty. Yeah. And the thing is like, there is no perfect answer. There is no like, yes, that's right. Yes, that's wrong. Like everything kind of exists on this like spectrum and you kind of oscillate between black and white a lot of the time. And so I think Carrie has like major struggles with rumination, anxiety and doubt. Mm -hmm. And looking at her from like a character, like um, her overarching character traits, like she really struggles with these feelings. And it's interesting that they're coming to play with Aiden and her relationship Um, I think doubts and relationships are super normal and I, I, it, it pains me that they don't end up together. Um, but yeah, I, I liked seeing her insecurities in this episode, but I also know what it, where it's leading and it's just heartbreak central for, for Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer for sure. Um, well, let's talk about some infertility. Yes. Well. McDougal is one of the oldest Highland clans in existence. We have a very proud lineage. One I hope you and Trey will be able to perpetuate. Uh-huh. Now, I know some things can't be helped, but I must tell you right now, I don't enjoy Mandarin food, and I don't enjoy a Mandarin child. Um, I don't think that's any of your business. Oh, but it is my business. The McDougal name will be carried on by sons of your own not daughters of the South Pacific. Would you care for some short break? Oh, 
all you have to do is jerk off into a plastic cup. Charlotte, get a hold of yourself. You get a hold of yourself and try to keep your mother out of it. I will say this when it comes to Charlotte and Trey. I thought it was really weird that Charlotte would bring up, I put us on a list for a Mandarin baby without talking to him. So in a similar vein of Aiden like proposing to Carrie without talking about it, I don't know, Charlotte. Weird move to put but I you think on a she list. Probably knew deep down there might have been pushback. So she, you know what I mean? It's just like a list. So I don't know. I feel like that's something I would have done where it's like, I'm going to put it down so they can't say no. <laughs> and I, I know. I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm calling her out for that. And like, you can even see his hesitation. He's such a repressed, like waspy man that he's not able to express it in like a healthy way in that moment. You can see from his, and he's an amazing, Kyle McLaughlin's like an amazing actor too. And you can just see the like frustration building up with him, with the process, the fertility process. Um, And I forgot at the end how he just completely bails out. He's like, I I don't want to have kids. I know, I know. They have like the Scottish Highland fling and Charlotte's like hopped up on her fertility drugs and she's super emotional because Bunny calls her out at this thing saying like, we're not going to have a Mandarin baby. And um, I don't like Mandarin food and I don't want a Mandarin baby. Right, right. And Charlotte is super upset. She's wearing this really cool tartan dress, though. I kind of love the dress. She looks amazing. Um, But yeah, I would be pissed if. If I were Charlotte too, like you're, you're talking, to, you can barely talk to me about this, but you're going to talk to my mother-in-law about this. Um, yeah. So basically by the end of the episode, uh, they kind of go their separate ways. It's sad. I know. And like, and next, um, next week's episode called the good fight. You're just watching Charlotte and Trey come to this, just like, climax of frustration in the relationship and you're really this is this episode is really the fork that's leading them in two different directions because oh really charlotte okay desperately charlotte desperately wants a baby and a family and trey is now pretty resolved in that it's not going to happen for them and he's very much okay with it just being the two of them um so this is a defining moment in their relationship in which he makes this choice and this new stance um i I don't know. I kind of, I, this is so, um, this is another weird, random ancient scroll. I totally forgot about this. But when Charlotte was learning learning and practicing Mandarin, it was like on a cassette tape. <laughs> oh my gosh. Such an ancient scroll. Yeah. Like a cassette tape. And now you've got like a million like language apps, apps like yeah. Duolingo and everything. And I thought that was, that was funny that she was like, had this little tape player, like the pre Rosetta Stone um, CD. Um, I do like when Trey says, like, she he doesn't like how, like, Charlotte is broadcasting their fertility issue go, issues. He's like, why don't you print out a flyer in the lobby? We're barren. How about you? <laughs> I thought that was funny. I, I thought this scene, any scene between Charlotte and Trey is really well, well done. They have yeah. a lot of chemistry on screen just as, like, actors and, and these, as these characters. Um <laughs> And I like how Charlotte is like super hyper emotional in these episodes. Yeah. She's like, we have to go on. We have to live. We'll be there. <laughs> um, yeah. 
And I I thought the moment in when they're they have this huge fight at the the Scottish fling, and then she comes back and kind of is cowering a little bit and kind of asks him to do the shot because she still needs him and mm. she really wants this. And he just like is like he's too tired for it. Yeah. Um I thought that that was like a really well done, pretty powerful yeah. scene. Yeah. Um but Miranda and Steve. Miranda and Steve. So oh my God. I mean Gilly, ever since and just like that, and and like in our rewatch, I'm I mean I'm really looking at Miranda and Steve differently. I know, I, know. I really am. I mean, I, it's like this line, the the Carrie voiceover. Miranda knew Steve wasn't right for her, but she knew she had to do the right thing for her baby. Like it's really reframing their relationship. It is. It is. Um, and he proposes in this episode, right? He proposes with the reject ring that Carrie like, didn't oh, like. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Who is this? It's me. And Miranda was getting a surprise as well. What are you, fucking crazy? That's your answer? Why are you proposing? I thought this is what you wanted. I don't want to marry you, Steve. Well, I don't want to marry you either. <laughs> what are we doing? What? There's going to be a baby. And I, 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 I just... I want to just be a guy who sees you at the playground. I want to help. So he has like the reject ring and she's like, like, absolutely not. Like, you like, don't want to marry me. I don't want to marry you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, and that's your response. <laughs> I know. Poor, poor Steve. And like, you know, and I, I uh, man, it, it's just, it's so funny to watch this now through the, and just like that lens. <laughs> I know, I know. But life's long and everyone has an arc. That's what I try to tell myself. That is true. And this is part of their love story and that mm-hmm. it's super complicated and like they do love each mm-hmm. other. But as we know, like Miranda's probably right. They weren't really right yep. for each other, but they were they were right for each other for a long time. But oh well. Um I'm trying to think what else this episode. I mean, we covered Samantha. Well, really, we covered Richard and the, the Botox. <laughs> um, but I did like how Aiden proposed to Carrie. That's how Dakota proposed to me I on know. a walk. That's what I was just thinking, walking the dog, oh. right? Yeah, we, we were walking um, walking Magoo in the park, and um, which is just something we do. And so I thought that was really sweet. But I, Carrie, like, doesn't like walking the dog, so I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> I know, she was in such a foul mood. <laughs> like, I know she, and she had like a little teenager outfit from like 2000 on, like a little tube top and shorts. Well, speaking um, of which, fashion, what are your thoughts? Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. Well, I'm going to say, um, Carrie looked really beautiful in the first kind of opening scene with rainbow her like colorful dress. dress the yeah. rainbow dress. Yeah, I thought that was a great look. Um, and then I also liked, I, I like Charlotte's outfit. I, I mean, like the fact that you can pull off a plaid, tartan, tartan, whatever dress, mm-hmm. totally into it. What about you? I had the same thing. Uh, love the rainbow dress. I kind of love the two top, terry cloth tube top look. Um, oh, I say that I criticize it, but totally loving it. Yeah. Like that is how I'd want to look wearing that. Yes. Um, and the tartan. Yeah, I think that's about it, though. I will say this, though. Weather-wise, that outfit at night didn't make sense for the spring. Yeah. Like, if you're in New York City, the spring in March and April is fucking cold. I know. I know. And she's looking, like, in a summer thing, and he's wearing a denim jacket. Like, 
I, I think that's what Trey said. First comes spring, then comes the fling. So I thought her outfit was a little out of place, yeah. but may, hey, maybe it was an unseasonably warm night. Other fashion call out. I loved. I thought Aiden was so cute in this episode. He was just so cute. Oh, love it. I love his jackets. He's got great jackets. He's, I think, the best dressed guy on the show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, what? <gasps> Gilly, is, wait. Yeah. We, we didn't even talk about Carrie and Big. What about? Is there anything to chat about? Not really. To- talk about a toxic ex. Talk about a toxic ex. He- she is so just enamored by his any ounce of interest he gives her. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's like really nothing there for me. I feel like um, he picks her up in a cab and or in his car and like they're flirty. And it's just I don't know. And there's a part of me that thinks that she said yes to Aiden to prove big, big wrong. Oh, love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, and as season four progresses, we'll watch this unravel. So next week we have um, episode season four, episode 13, The Good Fight. This is one of my top five favorite episodes. It's so good. And we have a past guest coming on. So we will see you all next week. See you next week, our little... Buy our little diamonds, our little pear-shaped diamonds. (laughs) 